Hello and welcome back everybody to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. This is your host, Josiah, welcoming you in to another, what, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how excited we get, um, looking into our scripture of the day and uh, hopefully learning, growing, being encouraged. And uh, we're going to look at it three ways, context, can we see Jesus in the scripture, and what would it have meant to its original audience. Okay, so we just believe all three are very important, no matter what scripture you're looking at. And honestly, these are good rules for interpreting anything written down that's sent to you. All right, so we just kind of keep the path on our scripture podcast so that uh, hopefully it begins to be, for me, it's just been like training over the years that these three things have just helped me in all of my Bible reading and study. And to be honest with you, have helped me quite a bit whenever I hear a sermon, you know, because I don't want to be misled. I don't want someone to just tell me what I want to hear. And so I love how these rules can kind of help me, man. Does this preacher up here know what he's talking about? Or is he just telling me something uh, that I want to hear? Or is he is he mistaken himself? So it just helps me a lot. All right, so today's scripture, and I'm so happy about this, comes from the Old Testament. It's one of the minor prophets. It's a book that I'm going to venture to say many of you may not have read before unless um, you do like a through the Bible in a year plans and things that take you places you don't normally go. So it's uh, the minor prophet Nahum. Nahum, N-A-H-U-M. Uh, like I say, you'll find it back in your, uh, the minor prophets. So Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and then you'll get into those minor prophets and he's in there, Nahum. And um, also, <laughs> thankfully with the internet these days too, you can just Google N-A-H-U-M and you'll find it, <clears throat> or you can search for it there on your um, Bible app if you have one of those. All right, so Nahum chapter one, verse seven. I love this. Uh, You guys are gonna see what I mean here in a minute. So like I say on this podcast, I usually just open the scripture of the day, read it, and then we go for it because, you know, this isn't a scholarly podcast. This is, you know, let's get into the Bible daily type thing. So um, when I open it up, Nahum chapter one, verse seven, I just look at it and read it. You guys are gonna love this because I feel like the context um, does something really cool to this verse. Okay, so the verse is this, reading from the ESV. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Okay, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. So it's almost like a three-part series here of everything you want to know if you are going through a hard time and are hoping that God is there for you. Okay, Is God good? Yes, the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Do you guys know what stronghold means? It's kind of an old-fashioned word, the idea being, if I understand right, it's it, you're picturing like a fortress, a castle, like a fortified building that's meant to withstand war and uh, you know keep soldiers safe and people safe within it. A stronghold in the day of trouble. The Lord knows those who take refuge in him. I just got excited about that. You know, he knows those that take refuge in him. When you're trying to find your safety in God, he knows who you are. It's pretty cool. Okay, so within the verse itself, it makes a great verse of the day. It makes a great prayer. It makes a great thing to be memorizing and saying over yourself. It's a great idea. You know, it's going to keep your mind in the right place. But what's interesting is in these modern days, 21st century, there's a We like this, the Lord is good, stronghold, day of trouble, knows those who take refuge in him. Not so much comfortable with the idea that God also has wrath, that he gets angry at sin, 
that there are people who are enemies of God, and he knows that, and he's going to take care of it. But when you go, so you have this nice sunny verse, 1 Nahum 1, seven. the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Let's just go up to verse 6, right before it. This is what led into it. Who can stand before his indignation? So indignation means like someone has offended your dignity. Someone has offended against you. Who can stand before his indignation? When God is offended, who can stand before him? Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken into pieces by him. Okay, so just, you know, a frankly frightening picture of the wrath and anger of God for those who want to go up against him. And so there's that, and then comes our verse. He's good, he's a strong old day in trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. And then eight, but with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of the adversaries and will pursue his enemies into darkness. And so I think the biblical picture of God just rings so much more true. And if you worship the God of the Bible, then this is who he is. It's not the one or the other. Some of us may have been raised to believe he's only ever the God of indignation and the overflowing flood and pursuing his enemies into darkness. Uh, Some of us may have been raised in a different tradition where he's only ever good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He just never cares about anything. He's never mad about anything. Uh, But the Bible doesn't know anything about that God. Now, what's interesting about the minor prophets, they're written to Israel usually for two reasons. This is a generalization, but it's usually true Um, for two reasons. One, there'll be like some correction, some like encouragement to get back to the right way, some like, you know, judgments upon Israel. Like you guys are doing this. You shouldn't. This is, it breaks my commandments. It breaks my heart. It's not who I am. Stop. Return to me. And then also there'll be promises of punishment. One of the biggest ones being exile or having them be in the power of their enemies. And then what's interesting is even and during a lot of the prophets, there will be like they were, the people were in exile or they were threatening to be in exile or they're at war with their enemies. And so that's the original audience would be hearing God is able to deal with your enemies. Okay. He, with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of the adversary. So it's a bad time right now. You guys are in over your head. Some of it's your fault. It's a punishment for idolatry and such. Some of it isn't, some of it's just the evil of people, but God will pursue his enemies into darkness. Verse nine says, what do you plot against the Lord? He will make a complete end. Trouble will not rise up a second time. <laughs> okay, so the original I should be hearing, God is bigger than our enemies. And also that if we change, so the prophets are always saying, come back, Israel, repent, do those things that the Lord has told you to do that accord with his will. So verse seven comes as a promise to them. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And that's the point. With idolatry being the biggest, kind of the key sin that the Old Testament would be pointing out and calling God's people away from, then the point is made. If you are taking refuge in the Lord instead of idols, then he knows who you are. But if that's not you and you're taking refuge in something else, then that's, that's for you. you know, That's up to you. All right, so pretty powerful verses, but the, it's interesting. The 
So it's like the context in these verses, so the one above and the one below are almost like, you know, the dark background against which verse 7 shines out. And to me, that's why it rings true, because that's the world I live in. That's been my experience with the Lord. There's this, you know, my own sin, the sin of the world, the flesh, the devil, and then in the middle of bright light, which is the Lord, and, and come towards him, but don't forget about his wrath and the fact that he can deal with the evil in this world. And so I want to take refuge in him. All right, so there's some context, some original audience. Now, can we see Jesus in these verses? And I know that a lot of times it's like, well, sure we can. I understand that, but it's interesting to look and see how. Now, when you come to the cross of Jesus Christ, a lot of us know this. I don't know how much we look into it a lot, but the Bible says that on the cross, the wrath of God was satisfied in him so that the wrath that we all deserve or that Jesus was crucified in our place or the way First John puts it, Jesus was crucified not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Or, you know, there's just all, all these verses. Um, Paul in Galatians 2 and 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So it's the idea that there was this wrath and punishment for sin described in scary detail in verses 6 and 8 here in chapter 1 of Nahum. And that kind of thing was laid upon Jesus for us. Isn't that crazy? So that's so these warnings of anger and wrath, and you're like, man, I, I fit that description. I have caused the Lord indignation. I can't stand before him. Some of my actions and attitudes have made me an enemy of the Lord. What am I going to do? How can I hope to escape this overflowing flood? Why wouldn't God pursue me into darkness? Well, because the New Testament says that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So out of the out of the wrath of verses six and eight shines the light of Christ. Verse seven, the Lord is good. You know, we see him, we see Jesus, we see his cross, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And we know from Jesus's own words and preaching to the rest of the New Testament, which reflected upon him and his words and his teaching, that um, those who take refuge in Christ are at peace with God. Therefore, we have peace with God through Christ, who has you know taken within himself the wrath of sin and gotten rid of it and erased that wall that divided us between God. So the Lord knows those who take refuge in him because they're the ones who call upon Christ and are saved. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we looked into, a couple episodes ago, we looked into the, if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He's that stronghold now. Take refuge in him. So it's in this way that the scriptures point towards Christ. Now, as I always say, I'm sure and happy to say, there's. I'm sure there's more ways uh, than that that the scriptures reflect on Christ, but that's one important way that's that's easy to see. All right, so what a pleasure. There you go. You didn't know you could uh, benefit so much from Nahum one of the minor prophets. So it's always encouraging to know that you just look deeper into your Bible. You're going to find some stuff that you like. All right, that'll help you. So the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I love recording these episodes. Hope you love listening to them. If you do, why not recommend them to a friend and like us and follow us uh, where you can on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts, okay? And we'll see you next time.